Greetings to those who watch below. Even with the current situation that we are facing, many people are now going or have gone back to college or university. So what better way to celebrate that by dealing with some true creepy college stories. But before we begin, as always I'd like to thank Ghost City Shelton, Steffi Ray, Lisa Watts, and of course Lefty Kim for being those who dwell below. Thank you. My Friend from College by OK Citizen. I'm not gonna lie, I basically went to college to smoke weed and go to parties. My full intention was to do just enough to get by while partying as much as I can. Unfortunately for me, I only applied to a few schools and was only accepted to one a small college in the mountains of New Hampshire. It was very small, around three and a half thousand total undergrads and I went not knowing anyone. On the first day as I was skipping the icebreaking games and other students were giving tours of the campus to their families before leaving, I wandered down a small path behind the cafeteria toward a small stream I had noticed during the drive-in. I lit a joint and was just meandering around when I noticed another dude a little further down the stream that cut a straightish path through the trees. He was also smoking a joint. I assumed by the way he was holding it anyway. I made my way over to see if I'd just made my first college friend and introduced myself. His name was Nate and he seemed pretty cool. I was smoking some really nice herb, so I figured I could get along with him. He stood around 5'5 and was a little stubby, but I remember noticing that he had a really weird laugh, like a nervous type of one, and that whenever he'd laugh he'd look off to the side and glance back at me in his peripheral vision. Yes, I knew it was weird even back then, from the first 30 seconds of meeting him, but I just thought maybe he was socially awkward, he had bad teeth, who knows. I was taught not to judge, and he was otherwise normal. We ended up hanging out fairly frequently, playing video games, drinking, smoking, but other people, especially in my dorm, didn't really seem to take to him. Not that I really felt a strong bond with him, I didn't. It was a very superficial friendship built around drugs and debauchery, but I definitely got the sense that my other friends weren't comfortable around him. Then something weird happened that I'd managed to forget until very recently. My heart is pumping out of my chest just telling this. One weekend, my roommate was home for a visit, and Nate's roommate was having his girlfriend over, which basically implied in college terms that Nate was staying with me. It seemed automatic. We got trashed and smoked a ton, got pizza, played video games. I was pretty out of it, and we were both sitting in desk chairs in my room, passing a bowl back and forth when he handed the bowl to me leaning toward me in his chair. He put his hand over my hand and casually, in a low, steady voice, said, I'm going to fucking kill you. Okay, so, like I said, we were all kinds of messed up, but I was definitely freaked out a little. He'd never really been aggressive before, even as most intoxicated, and certainly never said anything like that before. I've never handled confrontation very well, so all I said was, no, dude, don't do that, bro. And sort of laughed it off and tried to write it off as a drunk stoned idiot, playing too much Mortal Kombat. We had a bunk bed set up in the room, since it was pretty small, and I was on top. My roommate was a bigger guy, and didn't want to have to climb down to pee in the middle of the night. 
We had both gone to bed, but my roommate had put up Christmas lights that we just always kept on, strung along the ceiling. I'm half deaf, I should add, so when I sleep I tend to roll onto my functioning ear to block out sounds or muffle them in the pillow. This also means that I'm a pretty heavy sleeper. Sometime during the night, I woke up, feeling a little nauseous, and slowly opening my eyes. Nate was fucking standing on the edge of his mattress, holding onto the side rails of my top bunk, and staring directly at my face while I was sleeping. What the fuck? My eyes got wide and I snapped awake and sat up. What the fuck, dude? I said, backing up and bumping my head on the wall behind me. Then he turned his head and gave me that fucking look from the corner of his eyes. That same smile laugh that freaked me out the first day I'd met him. He was still holding the railings, standing on the mattress from the lower bunk. His face was lit in weird splashes of colour from the Christmas lights. He took one hand from the railing and put his finger to his mouth. While smiling and still looking at me sideways, he whispered, "Shh," before hopping down and leaving the room. It was like 3am, and I don't know where he went that night. I never told anyone about it, and pretty much did my best to bury it and never think about it again. I avoided Nate for the rest of the year, making up excuses when he wanted to chill alone, but then ended up at the same parties with him a few times. We never talked about it. He never brought it up. I transferred to another school the following year, not because of Nate or anything, just financial reasons, and I did manage to forget about that weird incident. That was 15 years ago. I'm 33 now, and recently got a call from my old roommate from the school in New Hampshire, who luckily remembered my very repetitive phone number. He said to me, Man, remember that guy Nate you used to hang out with at dorms? He killed his two friends with a hunting knife and fishing line on a camping trip a year ago. He said he was too fucked up to control himself. He was mixing his meds with booze and drugs and they say he just lost it. The thing that just fucks with me is wondering if he told them he was going to kill them and if the last thing they saw was that sideways smile that I saw when I woke up that night. The Reason I Won't Be Alone on My College Campus by Celerigal666 This is the story of my brief friendship with a guy that damn near stalked me. I started my freshman year of college at a university in my hometown that's pretty nice. I'm not going to share too much about it, but it has a smaller amount of students, but enough that you don't really run into people often. I lived on campus and was only 17 at the time. I had Tinder, of course as I was fresh out of a relationship and looking to experience new things in college. I matched with this one boy, Asher, who seemed nice enough. Pretty socially awkward, but I never really minded because I have anxiety issues myself and I'm really sympathetic to it. Because of that, I ignored a lot of warning signs that I shouldn't have. We texted for a while and he seemed really nice and caring. He wanted to know a lot about me, which I wasn't too keen on sharing, but I told him the basics and we texted kind of regularly. He lived on campus as well, and invited me to hang out. At that time, things didn't seem too sketchy, so I was completely down. When I first met him, that's when things started to get uncomfortable. We hung out in his dorm, which was pretty standard overall. I got cosy with him on the couch. I'd say almost cuddling, but not quite. 
still really standard. When we started talking more, I realised how uncomfortable things really were. He kept making comments that just put me off, but I tried to ignore them. Things like, I've never cuddled with anyone before, sorry if I'm doing it wrong, and so many comments of how he really liked me a lot and wanted me to stay forever. Weird word choice, but whatever. He was just trying to be nice. I'll let him down easy. I ended that hangout pretty quickly for some fake excuse and went right back to my room. He kept texting me and professing how much he was into me and I told him, sorry, but I'm not looking for any kind of relationship so I don't want to keep things romantic. It was a bad lie, but I'm very non-confrontational and didn't want to be mean. That's when things started to get really weird. He sent me this long paragraph saying about how it was okay I didn't want a relationship now, and that he'd wait for me and save his virginity for me. We'd never talked anything sexual. I never even really told him I liked him or flirted back. I just never turned him down. It was one of the creepiest messages I've ever received. Unfortunately, that was just the start of all the weird things to come. He wouldn't leave me alone, even though I kept trying to de-escalate things, and I kept running into him all over campus. I wasn't sure how he was suddenly nearby when my classes ended, and I wasn't sure why suddenly we'd both be in the dining hall at the same times, even though I hadn't changed my regular routine. But I was just trying to brush it off. That was definitely a mistake. I ended up turning him down completely, because I was getting creeped out, and couldn't figure out how he wasn't understanding that I didn't want anything romantic or sexual with him. He started guilt-tripping me, telling me about how he was going to kill himself, and no one was ever going to love him. I've been in a manipulative relationship in the past, and I recognised that behaviour right away, and shut it down. I told him I couldn't be friends with him, and in my head, that was that. He didn't reply for a while, but when he did, all hell broke loose. I was luckily out of town at the time for a concert, so that made me feel a lot better. He went off. He sent me paragraph after paragraph about how horrible a person I was and how I was a slut and needed to be put into my place. I could handle that. I just ignored it. Then, once the regret set in, he made it his mission to win my love however possible. He apologised profusely, told me how he couldn't be all alone and I was his only friend and how much he loved me. Whatever. That sounds terrible, but I didn't care about that. Then, I guess to prove his dedication, he did the creepiest thing yet. First, he told me he was outside my room. We didn't live in the same dorm building, and you can't get into the buildings unless you live there. I don't know who let him in, but I wasn't there, and my roommate was out, so that was okay. I texted back at that point, and told him to leave, and how wrong and creepy it was, and he pulled out his last resort. He just sent me screenshots of my contact in his phone. On Apple devices, you can fill in tons of information and have a note section. Everything was full. He knew my home address, my room number on campus, my parents' and brothers' names, my pets' names, my schedule. It was terrifying because I'm a fairly private person. My Instagram is my only social media, and I don't share that much on it. I don't think I'll ever find out how he discovered all of that about me. I blocked him on everything right away, and reported him to the school. The school 
did nothing at all. I still see him on campus, and he still tries to approach me when he sees me. I always duck and run. It's worked so far. Arsonist Who Nearly Killed Me, Burning Down My Apartment by Procrastinedit This happened 20 years ago, in the summer of 2000. I was getting ready to start my junior year of college in September, living off campus in an apartment, one of four units in a small wooden house. My old roommates had graduated that year and had just recently moved out. I'd found one new roommate and he and I were looking for a third. One day around noon, a guy about our age stops by to look at the room. It's not much to look at, being a garden level apartment that doesn't get a ton of light. However, being a local DJ, he says he doesn't mind too much. He comically says he's used to darker spaces. He gets real interested when I tell him the former tenant also had a full drum kit and played it at all hours without any complaint from the neighbours. We chat a bit more before he leaves to check out some other spots but he says he's interested and would give me a call tomorrow. He seemed nice, and I could see it working out. I leave for work not long after he's gone. I was bartending at the time. I work the closing shift and get back home around 1am. It's late, but my other roommate has been out of town most of the week and was getting back tomorrow. So, I stay up for a couple more hours to watch TV and enjoy the last night of having the entire place to myself. The next morning... When I hear the beeping of my alarm around 8.30, there's no way I'm getting up. I was scheduled for another closing shift at the bar, and I decided to get some errands done in the morning before going into work. But on five hours of sleep, that was not happening. I reach over to give the alarm a smack to turn it off, except the beeping doesn't stop. I blindly hit it a few more times with no luck, then finally sit up, intent on murdering this clock. In my waking haze, I finally realise it's not the clock, and that the beeping is coming from outside the room. What the hell is that, I think, also noticing an odd glow coming from the small crack below my bedroom door. My bedroom is the only one on the first floor, next to the living room, the other two at that garden level. So, when I open my door to see what's beeping, I have a line of sight to the front door, which is engulfed in a roaring fire. A fire that's also started to spread into the apartment, which is entirely furnished by wonderfully affordable but also highly flammable junk from the Salvation Army. Dark, acrid smoke is starting to pool across the ceiling. There is a small, funny part to this story, and I swear to God in the universe this is true. On seeing this, I actually went, oh my, and then just slowly and quietly closed my bedroom door. That's not me being brave. Having just woken up, I think I needed a moment to process what was happening and that it wasn't a dream. But perhaps I could open the door again and try for a different result. After standing there for a few seconds in disbelief, this black smoke seeping into my room and the smell accompanying it brought me to my senses with a loud, oh shit. I threw on some pants and sneakers before busting out my bedroom window that faced the back of the building thankfully not yet touched by the fire, and climbed down to safety. I joined a real saint of a passerby who was already breaking the windows of other units and shouting to my neighbours inside they needed to get out. We get all three of my neighbours out as the fire department arrives. 
Fortunately, no one was killed. The people in the upstairs units had left for work by the time the fire started. Otherwise, it could have been much worse. By the time the fire department arrived, it had already consumed the entire front of the building where the stairs were, leaving no other way down for them had they been home, but for a long jump. The rest of the day was a blur of police taking our statements, the media asking for interviews and quotes. I hear from one of the witnesses also making a statement that while she was driving by, she noticed a man standing just outside the door to my unit, just staring at a fire that was quickly getting out of control. She immediately pulled over and shouted at him, and he took off running without even turning around. The fire was eventually ruled as arson. While they're unsure of what started it, most likely it was a lit cigarette in a trash can right outside my door. I crashed with a friend in town for a couple of weeks before deciding I needed some time away from all this, quitting my job and heading off to stay with other friends a couple of states away for the rest of the summer. The internet being garbage back then and mobile phones barely a common thing, I lose track of the news. I hear a bit from a friend still in town that someone was arrested for setting fire to a construction site only a few blocks from my old place, but they're not sure if they're connected. When I get back into town two months later to start school, I check in with the old neighbours and the landlord. He'd been following this story of the neighbourhood fire starter pretty closely. Someone was in fact arrested for setting fire to the construction site, and this person was connected to another attempted arson, also only blocks away. If I remember the news articles well enough, they never connected this person to our building's fire, but they were suspected of starting several other recent fires in the vicinity. As we're going through the newspaper clippings, we get to the most recent ones, and I gasp. There, in his new mugshot, is my one-time potential DJ roommate. I did end up going to the police with this information, and made a formal statement, but they took me aside to explain they already got the guy, and that my statement wouldn't add much to establishing his intent, and since they never recovered any usable forensic evidence, or better witnesses from my building, his defence would likely chalk it up to a hell of a coincidence. Maybe so, or maybe they just considered the case closed. Frankly, since no one died, and with school starting up, and being fairly convinced it was the same guy, and knowing he was now off the streets, I didn't mind letting it go as well. There were no more arsons in town after that, at least none around our old neighbourhood. Off-putting man hanging around on my college campus by Shears Viking 11. This happened back in July of 2017. It was the end of the semester, so I went to the campus to take a proctored final exam. I had to go to the back building, which is the Health Sciences building on campus. There's a good 150-yard walk down a paved walkway to get to the back building from the main one. I had finished the exam and was leaving the building when I noticed a man standing on the paved walkway taking pictures of the campus, or so it seemed. He was probably about 45, and wasn't dressed how most students dress. He was dressed like a construction worker, or a labourer you would see out in a dusty desert area. White, dirty t-shirt, faded blue jeans, belt with a large buckle, and steel-toed boots. As I saw him, I got this intuitive feeling in my gut that something was off, and I needed to avoid him. 
I've never had that feeling hit me as strongly as it did there. I couldn't avoid him though. He was right in my line of sight. Saw me. And he was on the pathway that I had to walk down. I started walking toward him and placed my hand inside my bag on the canister of mace I carry. He looked at me and said, Isn't this campus beautiful? The thing is, it's not anything special. There's no landmarks, no cool architecture. It's a boring campus with dark red brick school buildings. The way he said it was so cheery and forced, like he was acting or something. I noticed him look me up and down after he said this. He then hurried and took a picture of his digital camera that wasn't turned on. I noticed the camera wasn't capturing anything, and my stomach sunk. I thought to myself, what's this guy doing here? I replied, yeah, it's a pretty nice campus. I didn't want to engage with him, and I walked somewhat quickly past him as I replied. He started walking behind me, and caught up with me, so he was walking next to me. He started asking me questions like, are you a student or a teacher here? How old are you? What are you studying? I told him I was a student, but I didn't answer his other questions. My hand was still resting on the mace in my purse, and he wasn't pretending to take pictures anymore. Unfortunately, no one else had exited either building, and it was just me and him outside. We approached the main building doors after he asked me questions, and he then proceeded to stand in front of the doors and stare at me. He stood in front of them so I couldn't go through. It was an uncomfortable few seconds. He stood incredibly close to me. I looked up at him, and he stood there looking down at me. It went through my mind that he was several inches taller than me, and was pretty muscular. I knew, if he tried anything, I wouldn't be able to fend him off. I'm certain I gave off the vibe that I didn't want to be talking to him. Finally, he opened the door for me. I thanked him blandly, and looked across the lobby to see if anyone was at the service desk. No one was at the desk, and the lobby was empty. That's what I get for taking a summer class, and scheduling my test for the last day of the semester. The man started looking around, as if he was feigning interest in the lobby, and then said, Wait here for me, I'll be right back. I didn't wait for him. As he turned around to walk away, I hurried and grabbed my cell phone, and booked it out the building into the parking lot. I don't know why I got such a negative feeling about him, but my intuition has never been wrong about people. I would have been crazy to wait for him. I can't shake the feeling that this man probably goes to school campuses and looks for vulnerable women or women who are too nice. Recently, there have been women who have disappeared from college campuses in the valley and the valleys north and south of here. Hi guys, thank you ever so much for listening to today's video. If you enjoyed it, make sure to like, share, comment and subscribe to the channel, making sure to hit the notification bell so that you'll know when the next video is up. Also, don't worry, the first episode of our Eerie Isles Haunted Britain is still coming very, very soon. I'm currently working extremely hard on it, and I really hope that you enjoy the finished product. So, until next time, sleep tight.